Everybody loves a good success story, especially when there are major hurdles along the way. Amanda Todd has had a few of them. In 2013, Amanda suddenly found herself as a single mother of three children in a new city without support and realized that success was her only option. After earning her license, Amanda dove right into selling real estate and closed her first deal in 2014. Now just two years later, Amanda has sold more than $30 million in real estate. Amanda is a testament of focus, determination, and commitment. In this interview, Amanda shares her commitment to spending quality time with her kids, explains how she climbed from beginner to top producer in just a few years, and details the best ways for new agents to introduce themselves to prospects and colleagues. You don't want to miss this. This is Bill Lublin from Century 21 Advantage Gold in Philadelphia. Hi, this is Stacey Stab from Live Urban Real Estate. Hi, this is Amanda Todd with the Amanda Todd Group at Keller Williams Realty, and you're listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbet. Amanda, thank you so, so much for spending time with me today. I'm super excited to chat with you. Thanks. I'm honored to chat with you. So the thing that really struck me, besides you being just super warm and and open and generous with what you do and why you do it and how you've done it, is you sort of like, you were a rocket ship when you started and you didn't start from the best situation. So it piqued my interest one, because I have four kids and I've been divorced before. Um, not something that, you know, we talk about in business generally, but you've sort of put that front and center. And so I, I'd love to start off talking about like the moment that you decided to be in real estate. Like what was that like for you? Well, for me, you know, I feel like success is my only option. And so I was scared. I was terrified. Now I was all of a sudden a single mom of three kids after having been a stay at home mom for nine and a half years. And I said, okay, this is my only option is to do well at this. I have three kids that I had to feed and a house payment I had to make. And I just said, this is it. I'm going to do this. I just made a choice to go after it. One of the things that you know, sort of amazes me is the business is hard enough as it is. Like we have lots of very educated and intelligent people that started in this business and struggle for a period of time. What, like what processes, like, how did you, like, how did you start? You got your license and then what? I, I had my license for about eight months before I could really do anything with it. And then once I, Once I got into it, I started just getting to know everyone I could, affiliates, other agents, and just not being a secret agent. I let everyone and anyone know that I was in real estate. And if they were looking to buy or sell a home, I would love to work with them. And I just was very outspoken about it, not in a pushy way, but just in a, hey, this is what I'm doing. And I didn't come with a big sphere. I'd only lived here at that point for um, a year and a half. Yeah. And so I 
know a lot of people. And so did you sort of make a list like sort of standard, Hey, I'm going to use a Rolodex, which no one knows what that is anymore, but I'm going to use like a list of folks and I'm just going to like start calling my sphere, my friends, my family, anybody in my neighborhood or how did that work? I just made it a point that anyone that I spoke with, I tried to weave it into a conversation. And so I would just chat with everyone. I'm a very friendly, outgoing person. So it can all start with uh, you're checking out the grocery store. Hey, how's your day going? I'm at the bank and I'm depositing something or I'm, you know, asking a question or opening an account and you just strike up a conversation. It all just starts with little conversations and just getting to know people. Yeah. And to me, that's I've gotten so many transactions that way of just being friendly, just being a friendly person. I think some people are scared to bring up what they do. Like, so what's the transition? So we're chatting, we're at Starbucks or wherever it is. And we start talking about the weather or about politics or whatever it is. How do you weave in this thing that you do? So let's say the weather, for example, say, Oh my goodness, isn't it such a beautiful day outside? I just been the weather. My business just really just takes off this time of year. Oh, what What do you do? do? What do you do? Of course. That's, that's awesome. So totally a leading question. You asked it. So I responded in a way that I need to know more now. That is, that's awesome. Um, so, so tell me about the, you know, so many folks struggle with starting. What were the things that you, in looking back that you would say were the most important besides the, Hey, we've got to tell everyone that you're in business because otherwise no one's going to guess. What do you do beyond that? I really feel like one of my secrets to success so early on is that I am always a body in motion. I get up and go to work every single day. I treat it like a job. I get up, I am dressed professionally, have my hair and my makeup done, and I am at my office. My deadline for myself is that I walk out the door ready for the day when I take my kids to school. That's awesome. Every morning. And so then it's just being really committed to the job, being committed to it being a business and not just kind of helter skelter. And in the first year, so I don't remember exactly what your, you know, sort of performance or production or whatever you want to call it. What was your first year or two years like? Well, May 5th is going to be the two year anniversary of my first. I actually closed my first two deals on the same day. And as of May 2nd, I will have done 30 million in that 24 months. That is really awesome. Congratulations. That's really exciting. That's a great milestone. Thank you. I, when I sat and added up all the numbers, I actually cried. (laughs) That's so cool. It's really, you know, we don't often take the time to celebrate our successes. Um, what are you, what are you going to do to celebrate? I think I'm going to take my kids out on Cinco de Mayo. That's That's awesome. So tell me a little bit. Um, how many kids do you have? I have three. I have an 11 year old, a nine and a half year old and a barely seven year old. And, and you're still a single mom. I am. Okay. I am. So how do you juggle that? Cause I have been a single dad at one point. It's been many, many years ago. Cause I've, I've now remarried. Um, 
it was really hard for me. It is. It is. It is so hard, especially because my kids are competitive swimmers. So they swim five and um, come May, it'll be six days a week. Wow. And so that juggling act. I'm actually on the board of directors for their swim team too. But um, I really set a very clear expectation for my clients because one of my just absolute non-negotiables is picking my kids up from school every day. And the only time I don't pick my kids up from school is if their dad is picking them up, which is one day a week. Other than that, I pick my kids up from school every single day. So, so how do you, how do you orchestrate that? Like, cause I mean, clients don't care necessarily that you're not working. You know, you'd actually be surprised at how, um, well, one, I mean, it is kind of nice. We can dictate our own schedule and I just don't, I just don't arrange any appointments during that time. Um, and two, people are really receptive to the fact when you say, this is my family time. And so I respond, I let my clients know, I'll respond to texts, I'll respond to emails. If it's something urgent, then yes, definitely call me and I will address it as quickly as I possibly can. Um, but that is my time where I am regrouping with my kids. And I still have some um, evening and weekend appointments here and there, but I generally speaking, only work during the hours my kids are in school or if they're with their dad. And so I just, for me, for myself to still get everything done during the day, I just have to be laser focused from my hours that I'm, I'm in my office, which is about 8.15 to 2.50 every day. That's awesome. I mean, I think the structure, I think I only know two speeds, which is like on or off, but um, yeah. I think the structure is really, really valuable. And one of the things when I'm you know, I, I speak a lot and I travel around the country talking to, you know, groups large and small uh, that are either entrepreneurs or in this space, entrepreneurs that are real estate professionals. Um, so many people don't treat it as a like a full time gig. Like it's sort oh. of like, a yeah, I do it from the coffee shop when I'm hanging out, just chatting with people. Exactly. And and for me, it's been the all around picture that I, I am on all the time in the sense that I feel like whatever I'm doing, I want to be on my A game all the time. So when I'm picking up my kids from school, I'm mom. I'm not on the phone when I pick them up. I leave actually leave my phone in the car when I'm walking up to pick them up because I want them to engage with me and they don't engage with me as well when I'm on the phone or texting someone or responding to an email. Um, And so then it's the same thing. When I'm in the office, I'm on, I'm engaged, I'm working and really focused on what I'm doing. And so treating it that way as, I mean, again, success is my only option. I have three mouths to feed besides my own. And so if I don't get deals closed, my kids don't have food to eat. I don't have to fall back on. Yeah. You do that. You say that and I, I feel the sort of enormity of it, but you, every time I've met you or seen you, you have this amazing smile. And so the combination (laughs) of those two things are like, I totally get like you're committed, but you don't walk around like with this chip or stress on your, you know, on your shoulder. And it's really, it's just beautiful to watch. So I, I appreciate that. Thank you. One of the things that I try really hard in life is to just be a magnetic personality. Yeah. 
something that I, I've really worked is that my mom used to always say to me, you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Yes. And I've really realized that having that positive energy just radiates throughout your life in every avenue of your life. I'm a more cheerful mom. I'm a happier person. People just naturally gravitate to happier people. So clients enjoy working with me more. I mean, it's just all the way around. Just when you're a happy, cheerful person, good things are going to happen and you're going to attract good things to you. Yeah. So tell me now that you've been in the business for a while, um, you've got a a team now. What's that look Mm -hmm. like? So I have an, a full-time operations manager. Okay. I have a full-time director of marketing and business development, a full-time admin, a full-time transaction coordinator. And right now I have two buyer's agents. And by the end of the summer, or by actually by the end of June, I will have six. And those stats that I gave you, those are my stats. They're not anything closed by anyone else. Those are just mine. That's awesome. So... In thinking about this growth, um, I've got two questions. I'll start with the first one. Okay. Who was the first person you hired and why? It was a full-time assistant. And the reason why is because I couldn't handle all the phone calls. I couldn't handle, um, you know, I, I was letting, things were slipping through the cracks when I was carrying more than about eight deals at a time. Yeah. Things were slipping through the cracks and I didn't want that. I didn't want just because I was getting to be a higher volume agent to lose that level of service for my clients. And then a second thing is that because I basically block out really from three to five, I try to block out from three to seven. It doesn't always happen, but really block out from three to five that I'm really not fielding a lot of phone calls. I needed to know that there was someone that could field the phone calls if I needed to. And so that was why it was so important to me to have a full-time assistant. I told my clients, look, my assistant knows what's going on with every single one of the trans of my transactions. So if there's something that you, you know, a question that you need answered right away, please don't hesitate to call her if you don't get a hold of me. That's great. Yeah, it allows you to scale and hopefully have time to think about how you're going to grow your business and what areas to focus on. I like that a lot. So the second part of that question is, now that you've hired, it sounds like seven or eight folks, Mm -hmm. um, what do you look for? So one of the things that I look for are people who have a very similar value set to me and a very similar mission in life to me. We we created our mission, vision, and value statement. And it is that we are working together to develop and foster our relationships with each other as well as our personal relationships with our family. We mm-hmm. also work together to support each other in achieving our personal and business goals. I like and that. So I need to, I need people around me who don't roll their eyes because I'm walking out the door <laughs> every afternoon to pick up my kids and go, why is she leaving the office so early? Yeah. You know, I want the people who support and have common values to me that understand why my kids are so important to me and that, under, and that see the value in that. And so I totally love the mission. I need to like write that on the wall in front of me. Um, <laughs> Tell I can me, send you a copy yeah, of it. Yeah, please do. <laughs> um, tell me how you how you vet people for that. 
Like, how do you, you know, there's lots of people you could decide to recruit. How do you, Mm -hmm. how do you filter them so you can be successful in that match? So one of the things that I really look for is I ask a lot of questions. I just ask, ask questions. I want to know what someone's goals are. If someone's goal is to be their own business owner and run their own show, then they're probably not a good fit for the Amanda Todd group. Yeah. If it's someone who wants to come and work hard, but not worry about the stress of owning a business, then you know, they're probably going to be a good fit here. I want someone who cares about customer service. Oh my goodness. That is so important to me and follow up to me, the integral with good customer service, but I want someone who has class and will be very quality in how they work with my clients, how they speak with my clients and their responsiveness to my clients. That, I mean, that is so, so, so important to me because everything has my name on it. So I want them to be someone who would be an extension of me. I want them to be someone who is going to be compassionate and think about sending somebody flowers if they have a family member that passes away during the transaction. I want someone who is going to be super responsive when there's a first time buyer who's feeling a lot of anxiety about a deal for us to be super responsive and right there to assuage any of their concerns and help them, you know, through the process. I need people who can truly be an extension of me like that. So you've got the qualifications, the soft and the hard skills. How do you, so if if I decided tomorrow I'm going to start recruiting, what would you tell me to, like, how do I determine, where do I look for people like that? Cause that sounds awesome. And then, well, <laughs> and yeah. then how do I, how do I tell if they are that? Well, I would say one of the very first things is asking other affiliates in the industry, who do you know that I should know? Because make your affiliates your second set of eyes, your escrow officer, anyone on your escrow team, your lenders, your just anyone. Talk to anyone. I posted an ad on Facebook that I was looking for a new admin and I got like 50 resumes sent to me. Yeah. I mean, it's just, again, when you're a magnetic personality, people are going to want to work with you and they're going to want to refer their friends and family members to work with you. I like that. It goes back to what you said about, you know, not being a secret agent. This is the same thing, which is sort of engaging the people around you in a positive way and then allowing them to help or not like they can decide. I love that. That's really awesome. And so from there, you know, we're going off of that being a personal recommendation and then interviewing lots and lots of questions, asking, 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 and then going through references and going like three levels deep on references, call the references and they give you, then ask those references. Who else do you know that knows this person? And then call them and talk to them. Who else do you know that knows this person? And just really dig deep and make sure it's somebody that's going to be a quality fit. And then I bring them in and I let them just kind of work with us for the day. And I see how they interact with the team members and with clients. And that's really important to me. And I just watch. I I just, I take in a lot. I pay attention to the little details. That's great. Um, So one of the things that I have noticed is that you have created a bunch of content. So you've got these great resources on your site. Um, Tell me about what you do there. 
Well, we like to come up with content that people want to read. People don't want to just read about real estate all the time. And I think that so many agents miss that mark on that. What matters is for your name to be the first one to come to mind when people think of real estate. Yeah. And so that doesn't have to occur with just real estate related content. It just means, again, it's no secret to people that I'm a real estate agent. Yeah. They're not going to engage in my content if it, all it is is market updates. Yes, people like to know what's going on in the market. They also like to know what's going on this weekend. We do an email every week that says what's happening this weekend. Talks about new movies that are coming out. It talks about different you know community events that are going on in the area. We really try to keep it as local as we po- we possibly can. You know, farmers markets, things like that. People like that. We have a really high open rate on our emails. That's great. It makes complete sense. I mean, I always think about, I mean, I break it down into a sales funnel just because that's how I think. But I think about that, those times when a consumer doesn't want to buy anything, doesn't want to sell anything. They're just trying to live their life. And it sounds like you're creating some value in those pockets, which is, hey, we have dates or we want to go to the movies or we want to take our kids to the park. What's happening today? Exactly. Exactly. And again, it's just about being because if you think about how many different conversations people interact in on a daily basis, all they need to do is to think about, oh, you know, to be in a conversation. So we go, oh, yeah, I'm looking at buying and selling house. Oh, oh, yeah. Here's this agent that I know of or something like that. I mean, and it works. And not only does it work for um, getting new clients, it works to have your name be known with other agents. I've been blown away, Seth. In the last week, I have met six different agents that knew who I was. And to be quite frankly, I didn't know who they were. But what matters is these were all agents that I was writing offers on listings of theirs. And because they knew who I was, my offers always have been handled very well by other agents yeah. because I make it a point to introduce myself and get to know them and build a rapport with them. But when they've already heard of me, just because I do so much marketing and so much content, and we're out there so much, it makes a huge difference on the number of our offers that get accepted. That makes a lot of sense. It humanizes the transaction. Definitely. It does, because, I mean, let's be real. Who would you rather work with, someone you've heard of or someone that you have no clue who they are? Yeah, and you make lots of assumptions. That's really, that's awesome. So tell me, you made an investment early on in marketing. I did. At what point, at what point was that in your, you know, from after the eight months, you had had your license but weren't doing anything, and then you started. When Correct. Did, when did you decide to invest in marketing? I invested in Zillow right away. I spent $300 a month on Zillow, which then got a lot more than you do now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sure. Um, but I, one of my first two deals was off of a Zillow lead and just, I mean, I, I didn't even have a single Zillow review and somehow they picked me and then it just kind of snowballed from there and they've actually referred people to me. And I mean, it's been, it's been great, but what really, when I really made a big investment in marketing was when I was closing a lot of deals. By the way, I built a lot of my business off open houses. Okay. Again, because I love talking to people and I can engage people really well. I, I feel like that's a strength that I have that I can get people talking and 
really relate. I, I can find something in anyone yeah. to relate to them. Uh-huh. I've lived over the country. I'm a business owner. I was a stay at home mom. I have kids. I like sports. I do extreme sports. Like you name it. Like I can find something to relate with someone. Yeah. And so I have done really, really well. I mean, I got my first luxury listing and my first luxury buyers, both off an open house. That's awesome. Uh, so for me, I'd been really doing some awesome production and I felt like I had some extra money and I wanted to reinvest it in my business and I didn't know where to go. And I started doing some research and I asked my broker that was my broker at the time, where do you think my dollars are going to be the best spent? And so he and I started doing some research and I came across Curator, which is Chris Smith's company and just really started diving into it and was just really impressed with it. And then started working with Chris and with Jimmy Mackin, who's his co-founder. And I am a diehard Curator fan. I cannot say enough good things about Curator. They're amazing. You know I love them. That's where I met you. Didn't I meet you here? Yep, that is. I was speaking, I spoke at their Curator Conference in Florida in October. Yep. Yeah, what was your topic? Just so I remember. My topic was... You spoke um, a few times. I did. I did. Chris nicknamed me the Million Dollar Mom. Yes, that's what I remember. Yep. And so I, I spoke there just kind of telling my story about yeah. how I came out as a new agent as, and as a single mom and just decided to work hard and have done really, really well. And then I kind of spoke on some of the things that I feel like set me up personally, which for me, I do a miracle morning every single morning. And I feel like that has really attributed to my ability to be laser focused when I'm at my office during that, you know, basically eight to three time every day, because I've already done affirmations and visualization and meditating for what I am going to be working on during that day. And so that has really helped set me up for, you know, for having that focus. So I talked a lot about that. And then at the curator conference, I did some breakouts on what a miracle morning looks like. What do I do in my miracle morning? And, you know, just kind of how I set my day up. Oh, that's great. Not everyone knows about Hal Elrod's book. Can you just sort of talk about what a miracle morning is? Absolutely. So um, the big premise behind the book is called The Savers. And and Hal talks about getting up earlier each morning than you would normally get up. And the acronym SAVERS is silence. So that's meditating, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. And so you don't necessarily have to do them in that order. I don't do mine in that order. I do my scribing first. So that's journaling. And I get up every morning and I write down 10 things that I'm thankful for that day. Mm. And then I do my workout. Right now I'm training for an Ironman triathlon. And so I either um, cycle or run first thing in the morning. And that kind of wakes me up. And then I come back and I do my affirmations and my visualization and my meditation. I found out if I was doing my meditation right after I woke up, I'd fall back asleep. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I had to reverse the order a little bit there, but, um, but I do, I do my affirmations and visualization and meditation and then read and reading's probably the one that I have to skip the most. Um, but I listen to a lot of audiobooks in the yeah. car. So it's kind of what a miracle morning looks like. And then I'm showered and dressed and ready for the day by the time my kids are waking up and then I'm ready to go and I get them ready for their day. And then we're all out the door together at seven 50 every morning. I love that. I love that book. That was, I remember I'm an early riser naturally. Well, I don't know if naturally, I was not always an early riser. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not an early riser naturally at all. <laughs> I, but I get up at four or four thirty, and I remember reading that book. I was like, I do, I get up, but I wasn't doing all the other parts of the savers program. And, uh, but it's really, it's been super impactful for me as well. That's great. It is. One of the other things that's been really impactful for me too is um, the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Oh, yeah. I've really focusing on that the last couple of months. And oh my goodness, my business has skyrocketed since I've been really focusing on my basically my end all be all goal. I have yeah. a year goal. And I have basically kind of a lifetime goal of what I want, what my life would look like if I'd achieved all the goals that I've set so far for myself, just in my life in general. You know, what I love and and sort of my takeaway here is you are very clear about where you want to be and how you want to get there. Not necessarily, not the, the how in the, in the, how you want it to feel and how you want to surround yourself and the quality of life that you want to create. I think that is so crucial because I found like when I don't set goals, you just, you know, things happen and some of them may be great, but they're not, they're not as powerful. Your actions just aren't as powerful. They aren't as aligned. And this is, this is really a great takeaway. I think for all the listeners. Well, thank you. I, you know, for me, I'm intentional about everything that I do. I love that. I love that. So where can folks find out more about you, Amanda, and the Amanda Todd group? Well, um, Facebook, we're, we're building, I have a website. My website right now is called wearebringingyouhome.com. We're also building out the domain amandatoddgroup.com. So that one's still under development. But um, wearebringingyouhome.com is an easy way to find us for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time. I love what you're doing. I love the inspiration and your hustle. It's, uh, it's, it's bar none. It's pretty awesome. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate that. You know, really at the end of the day, I have the same struggles other people do. And instead of making excuses for when things are hard, I just take them head on as a challenge. And I'm a problem solver. I say, okay, I'm not going to sit and complain about this. I'm going to figure out how to make it better. Awesome. Thanks so much, Amanda. I'll speak to you soon. All right. Thanks, Seth. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com slash podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. 
With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.